Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey now, it's a Hey Now Howard podcast, the first and only fan podcast dedicated to the king of all media, Howard Stern, and all things related to the Stern Show. I'm Daniel Coyne. And my name is Tyler Cortad, and today we're going to be talking about our favorite whack Packers. This is Beto, he's as bad as can you know, he's the best, this is Welcome back to the Hey Now Howard podcast from Hollywood, California. Tonight we're talking about our favorite Whack Packers and just the history of the Whack Pack on the Howard Stern Show. And I guess we should just jump right into it with 2019. What's kind of the current state of the Whack Pack? So we've lost Eric the Actor, Eric the Midget, whatever you want to call him. We've lost Nicole Bass, Crackhead Bob. Um, we're about to lose... High pitch. It's a miracle that he's still <laughs> on there. Is that the next in the death toll? The death I don't know, man. That dude just keeps on kicking. How, how is he still alive? I don't know. Like the he fact that he ate, his, he ate his way through that gastric bypass sleeve <laughs> just blows my mind. But like, he may have the secret to life where he's he's going to be the last one living out of someone coward that's super neurotic about his health. Right, and I think Howard gonna, takes joy in that, almost realizing that someone can be as totally reckless as high pitch, or he, someone can be totally neurotic like Howard, and high pitch will probably live a longer age. You think he takes joy in that? I think that would like torture him for all of eternity. <laughs> I know that it would me if I lived my life like Howard did, and I'm like in the middle, obviously, of those two. But if I lived my life like Howard did, and just so careful and meticulous on what I ate and everything I did in life and then there's High Pitch who just fucking didn't give a shit and ate everything that he could in sight and he lives longer than Howard that would be incredible right that would Which drive I me nuts that would drive me crazy the basis of the whack pack right they each it's a, it's a it's own messed up like X-Men you know this is like Howard <laughs> that's a great way of putting <laughs> it it is a Where fucked up X-Men they each have their own kind of superpowers, and they're all probably going to outlive us all <laughs> right. somehow they'll figure out a way oh god and then wha- <laughs> Whack Packers take well, we look over at Beetle. they inherit the earth look at how Beetle lives his everyday life or at least the, the yeah. days that they show they all have, seem to have like caretakers they right. like they, they live this like they live this lavish lifestyle without actually having the lavish lifestyle. They have like people to take care of them, take them places. 
bring them food. Like, look at Jeff the uh, Jeff the Junk. Do you remember his biggest complaint one time? It was like about a year and a half ago. He was getting too many gifts. <laughs> right. Too many gifts from fans in his trailer. His trailer wasn't big enough for all the gifts that he was receiving. Right. That was his big problem. Which is obviously coming from being on the Stern Show. Fans. It's crazy. But that's what you love about a Jeff the Drunk or an Eric the Actor, where it is that bit of ungratefulness, even if they're getting great things. You know, Eric's Amazon wish list that everyone was sending him. Yes. Yeah, Oakland A's cufflinks. Right. Like, but yet they're still complaining about it if they're not getting exactly what was on the list. Exactly. There's only a few of them that, that really fall into that, like where they just are so unappreciative and it's just, they have no self awareness to know that that's, you know, a good thing. It's, it was high, it's high pitch. Eric the actor, Jeff the drunk. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing another one that, like, that, that are receiving things. Because of the Stern show, but have no, you know, awareness or conscious to know that like Tan that's, Mom. Oh Tan Mom. Oh Tan, <laughs> Tan Mom. Mom. Tan, Tan Mom. Mom. Tan Mom. That might have to be our outro for for this episode. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> We're not sure if Tan Mom has trademarks on that hit song, but hopefully we can oh, use it. I'm sure Adam Barta will hit us up. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Adam know. Yeah, but I guess what. Jumping off the tan mom topic, it's that total lack of awareness, but also the Stern show elevating them to a level that they wouldn't be, but they also kind of take that as if they deserve it or, you know, that that is kind of like a given to them, not really realizing that it's through the Stern show. Most of them, I mean, tan mom made headlines for whatever her Did daughter she, I honestly Tanning don't back. even remember Tan Mom prior to the Stern show there was some story that was like a nationwide story about a mother letting her like six year old kid tan right tanning bed. and was it really a and big I think story that that actually, yeah I think a tan mom was the thing this is back in the era where there was something mom for everything it was like Octa Mom okay some mom that made it's like porno. Dance Moms was a show she like boxed some Remember she was in a boxing match with like a yeah one of the milf moms or whatever sure. took off a MTV show yeah um, <laughs> and I think Howard I think she was one of the early uh, you know Howard grabbed onto her when she was still in the news and obviously realized that he had you know the next Elvis <laughs> for the Stern show <laughs> so uh, yeah she's I think, awesome. I think uh, you know she's. Her, her life, her, her shelf life has lasted a lot longer on the Stern Show than it has on CNN. Oh, you kidding CNN. me? She's incredible. <laughs> and she's another example of a beautiful whackbacker. Totally unaware, but we, we love her, you know? Yeah. And she's got a hit song now. Very much like Wendy. She's back one more time. <laughs> back one more time. Uh, one of my personal favorites is Wendy... I fucking love Wendy. Wendy is great. Wendy's been around for a long time. Uh, she's, my, she's one of the elders now. I know. She looks terrible. Since if like you look 90s. at her like, hey, she needs to take care of herself. <laughs> it's getting out of control. She looks awful. I think that's but, well documented. Yeah. That's been an issue. <laughs> uh, 
I just the fact that Howard can make any bit out of Wendy just by her saying yes. <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> it cracks me up. That makes that just puts her in my top five immediately. Just it's just an easy bit for Howard. It's like Wendy, now when you <laughs> did you yes. take the duty outside of your underpants before you actually went into the store? Yes. And no matter what he asks, it's always yes. Who we haven't heard from in a while that I absolutely love is uh, Gary the Conqueror. Gary love the Gary. Retard. Ah, Gary. I yeah. love Gary. I miss him. Is he not the sweetest rat- whackpacker? <laughs> human being. He's the sweetest human being, but the sweetest whackpacker. I love him so much. He's just so sweet. I don't know. He is. And like Howard. He's the heart melt. I feel like Howard also does a good job of humanizing these guys and, and really you know you really appreciate them he works he's making an honest living for himself for years working at Burger World or Burger something sure sounds like remember. something off of like Toy Story or something doesn't even sound like a real thing <laughs> right Burger World I think <laughs> but God bless him he's made a hard living and you know he pays taxes and he's a he just makes it work and I think Howard does a good job of not disrespecting these guys when they come on too, you know? Yeah. Interviewing them as if he's interviewing Leonardo DiCaprio. Honestly, yeah, he's he asking is. them questions about their everyday life and, and you're just how as they invested. Grew up. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. He's such a good interviewer that you're just as invested in Gary the Conqueror as you would, you know, Alec Baldwin. Right. And it makes you realize that they're they're interesting too. Um Speaking of people that are not contributing to society, there's, you know, I think we mentioned already, but High Pitch, uh, who's just, and, and Jeff as well, they're just, you know, hanging out, <laughs> sucking thing, on the government's teeth. One thing I'll say uh, that we've talked about off air um, <clears throat> with Jeff, I've never before experienced, so I was never on Periscope or whatever that, that Howard used to talk about, and Howard would always talk about. Trust me, we're curating these things, and you're only hearing the best snippets and the most interesting things. The rest of it is terrible. And so I finally realized what he's talking about when I started following the Jeff the Drunk on Instagram, Don't. where he'll post these 28 minute long videos. <laughs> 27 and a half minutes of it is enough to make you want to kill, kill yourself. Flick <laughs> both your wrists. It takes cyanide at the same time. Because oh, it's literally just him in <laughs> a dark trailer. I watched it too. It makes you want to kill like yourself. With blue tinted glasses yep. on, singing like Garth Brooks. Terrifying. It's my nightmare. That's my <laughs> it nightmare. It looks like every Dateline NBC I've ever seen come to life. <laughs> there should be a dead body in the background. That's my purgatory hell, is watching a Jeff the Drunk periscope. Or from a local college in Jeff the Drunk's trailer. <laughs> and it is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's terrifying. The amount of and dead this air... This is what he does 99% of his time, sure. besides when he's either on hold or talking to Howard on the Stern Show. The amount of dead air that he has on there and the amount of dead arm that you see on camera. <laughs> lots of dead things. <laughs> lots of dead... There's just too much there's deadness dead going on. female in the background. <laughs> there's just a lot of death going on in his live videos. Uh, yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> and then there's High Pitch, who does the same. Uh, who's High Pitch? Who's High Pitch? <laughs> that is the real question. 
I don't see. I, I don't. I put high pitch in a legendary category. Though, I don't like. I, I don't put high pitch in. A, yeah, in the Jeff category. I do like high pitch, but you don't think he's up there with Jeff the Drunk? Oh, in the legendary? No, I, I think we meant the same thing. I'm yeah, saying yeah. like I. Yeah, I put him. Yeah. I don't. I. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, but I don't put him in the in the like I. Jeff, I could do without high pitch. I kind of like as an entertainer. Right. You know, like. Just kind of a bomber, yeah. Jeff, Jeff the Jeff boar. the boar, right? But high pitch, uh, he pisses me off at the same time because of the. <laughs> I can't stand the fact that he had taxpayers pay for this gastric bypass sleeve, <laughs> and he just ate right through it, and then still denies that he did. Like I just can't fathom that no. mentality. Oh, it drives me nuts. And nobody seems to care. I feel like nobody else cares. I, I care about that. That bothers me. Nah, you gotta love high pitch though. I love the high pitch scams back in the day of like him getting like limousine rides. He had a whole system set up where he just mentions that he's on the Stern show. Oh, and he's yeah. getting all this free shit around New York City all the time. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah, I guess with high pitch, you gotta just—it's almost like you're you're dealing with a child. You know, it's like I guess child <laughs> children fuck up a lot, but you, at the end of the day, you just laugh and say, "Oh, they're just a kid." I guess. How long, I guess how at long one point, he's a fifty-year-old man, right? What point is he Lenny from Mice and Men? And he's like, "All right, he's gonna kill a kid. <laughs> he's be held accountable." <laughs> Uh, uh, but high pitch is lovable, though, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not for me. But hard. <laughs> I love whenever yeah, he he's like, he threat. Okay, I will say that he is lovable. I love whenever he threatens people to kill them, <laughs> and they call him on it. He says, "I'm gonna slit your throat." And then I, remember, I love when they call him on the air. I call him out for it, and they're like, "Hi, bitch, apologize." And he has like, they made it. Remember, they made him apologize to everybody in the studio. <laughs> yeah. and, he, like, and he was like, "Okay, hi, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm okay, sorry, Gary." And he's like, "Okay, now say you're sorry to Gary." He's like, "Okay, Gary, I'm sorry." And he apologized. He's like, dull. He's dull. He's like, dull. they made him apologize to every single person. They like, went like 15 deep. That was fun. <laughs> that made me laugh. That's what I mean. He's like a child. Come on, you gotta laugh. <laughs> Until he kills someone. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's threatened multiple times. I'll tell you who I really love that. Maybe it's just an ongoing bit, or maybe a lot of people love him, but I love Bobo. I do love Bobo. <laughs> I fucking Every, love Bobo. If I see him on Sternthology, if I just see his name pop up, I'm listening to that bit every single time. <laughs> for, I don't even know. It's he just maybe it's Fred in the up, back. Man. I think it's just those guys riff. It's not even him. Well, I guess it definitely is him with his again complete lack of self awareness. Yes, and his speech impediment. It just and Fred riffing on him in the background, and it just comes together <laughs> so good every time. And now Fred's got like that Roger or the Elmer Fudd. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just works so well with just uh, and then just uh, he asks a terrible question and then the missile the bomb sounding in the background <laughs> and it, just, it comes in and he just 
You know he's gonna fuck up a question, and then he does. And then Fred has some song about how terrible Bobo is. That's the best. And and all the attention is how terrible he is, and it just makes it. It just makes it great for me every time. I love it. I love Bobo. I do love Bobo. Bobo is fantastic. Which do people think that, and that's just the bit? People, I think, I think people genuinely Bobo. disagree with us and hate Bobo. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think but there's is that a, the there, majority that they act like, or is that part of the joke? Uh, I don't know. Good question. I do think I there's think a he's strong entertaining. As well. I, I think there's a strong amount of people that do not think he's funny and don't get. The but joke that's with anyone on the Stern show, though. I guess. Like if but, they hear about this podcast, we're gonna get. Lynched. Oh no! Nobody's gonna listen to this. <laughs> nobody's gonna hear this. Says our moms. Uh, but um, yeah. but you know what I mean. There's an element of the like, yeah. There's that element where if anybody comes out about the Stern show, then they're like, you know, if these guys post on social, like Gary says, if I post something on social media I just get lambasted and, you know you're a monkey or a gorilla <laughs> lambasted is that a word what is that lambasted you never, never heard, heard that, that. I've never heard that on Space Jam or something lambasted <laughs> I don't know what it is no but who was the guy that hosted uh, Amer- like um, they-, they told the story about the the guy posts the same picture as him posting with Gary and his fans all said how great oh. they look together, and then Gary's mm-hmm. just all the comments about how he's a monkey and gorilla. <laughs> the guy that hosts like uh, America's Funniest Videos, like Modern Times. I don't know. Ah, Some schlub that hosts TV shows. No, I can't remember, but I know I know a bit you're talking about from the show because I do remember that. And he was like, but I, I just feel like that's the, that's the temperature of the Stern Show right. fans. So True. you're gonna get clowned on, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, you look at like a Met. You know, he's living in that world where if you're following the trolls, you'll drive yourself insane if you're in that world. Yeah, but he's definitely fucking asking for Which it. a lot of these <laughs> whack packs, so let's roll that into what whack packers, um, you know, drift off into that world. A lot of them get tangled up in that. You know, Bobo gets pissed off at fans Do you making think that fake uh, profiles on Twitter. Do you think that any of them really are? Well, Jeff is. Jeff gets like Jeff is obsessed with trolls, quote unquote trolls. Oh, know, I think like, a lot of them get caught up in it. You do? I don't think Absolutely. Bobo. Bobo high pitch probably does. Jeff definitely does. Wendy no. Gary no. Obsessed with it. Eric the actor Eric was the obsessed actor. with it. Marianne doesn't get caught up in that. Medicated Pete doesn't care. Matt. We put Matt in the in the. Uh, <laughs> But like there's people like speech and like an underdog when she goes to parade, she's getting yelled at. She gets pissed off about the stern show. Oh, I don't put her trolls. Underdog is in a is in a class by herself as of the, like the last couple, uh, you know, embedded or whatever we've seen against her. Like what do you mean? Wow, she's fucking crazy. She's <laughs> awesome. How these other guys aren't? <laughs> no, they're all normal. But underdog is no, <laughs> she's just awesome. I don't know, like just. Like talking about, I mean, she reminds me of like a Bigfoot as far as like their isolation from the world. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like uh, she's just completely isolated, and Bigfoot's like isolated. At least High Pitch is like a little more. You know, he's in his social media, so he can interact with people. Uh, Eric, the actor, is like you know, like we, Bobo. Like they're all they were all you know at least 
interacting with fans of the show and it, it, haters or not, they were still interacting right. with people. They were kind of aware. But I think Underdog has faced that and she's talked about Has she though? Like it was just kind of like maybe once a year at a parade but like barely. But I think, I feel like when they asked her though, she was like, there were people there that were listeners of the Stern show. Okay, so th- th- I don't trust that at all. Like, <laughs> there might be like somebody like maybe like brushed by her and she thought that, that this is also the same woman that freaked out over not being able to put her seatbelt on. <laughs> I can't right. find the clap. No, no, <laughs> she's definitely not like as she's... Howard like centric, but I just feel like she's she gets affected by the haters. I guess is why I threw her in there. Sure. I just don't think she encounters any of them because she doesn't put herself out there, too. She might think she does, but I don't think she's seeing anything. Right. You know? Let's talk about one of our favorite whack packers, Bigfoot. Oh, I fucking love Bigfoot, it too. Is. Oh, it is. <laughs> Let's talk about Bigfoot, it is. <laughs> Up in Vermont. He's, he's my favorite whack packer. He's my favorite whack packer. I think it's easy <laughs> for me to say that. I don't I I wish we heard more from him. I mean, my. But is he, that the beauty of him, though? Yeah. Yes, because it's Bigfoot. Like, think about it Bigfoot. Is. Like, you don't see Bigfoot every day. <laughs> Some people never see Bigfoot. <laughs> Uh, but this Bigfoot, like, it hit home for me with Bigfoot, and it was during like the arty years when he started came in with his band, you know that that whole thing with his white Cadillac song. Right. And but what did it for me was when he told the mailman story. <laughs> that was that for me. It was like this is the greatest. Like this is the funniest story I've ever heard. And people like in the studio were losing their minds. <laughs> I don't want to go over the story, but it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Bigfoot has lived an interesting life. What kind of mailman is this? <laughs> and I feel like he's one of these people that, no matter what he's talking about, I laugh. Even if he's just... We talked about when he's leaving those... Uh, when he was in that movie, uh, Jersey Shore Massacre. He's leaving devil's the voice mails. <laughs> yeah. Or as he referred to it as Devil's Asby when he was asked. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. But you want to talk about a perfect example of not being self-aware, being in their own world. I mean, Bigfoot, you know, up in Vermont, that is, that's Bigfoot's world up there. He's like the, the Scarface of uh, Newport, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like maybe it is, there's something to that. He's like a delicacy to the Stern show where like, you know, Jeff the Drunk is online. The entire time, Bobo, Marianne from Brooklyn, you're going to get the same thing every time. But every time that Bigfoot comes on, it's a different, beautiful story. Right. He's blowing the mailman, or he's got (laughs) squatters in his apartment that won't leave. One of them died. Or he's he's engaged to a transsexual. (laughs) Or he's a rock star. Yeah. (laughs) Every appearance has been A+. Knocked it out of the park. And he had no intention of doing so. Exactly. And to that same fine delicacy, I will put the known king of the whack pack, Beetlejuice, who now is like maybe once a year, once every two years. Yeah, he's like from Beat. Beat's like that retired athlete. You know, he's like the you know the Michael Jordan. Right. Uh, Once a year, he yeah, comes it's like down you know he comes around. Yeah, like we might have a little pictures. ceremony for him because like we got to <laughs> honor the guy. Statue, right? Cut. But 
But we got to get up to the young guys now, you know? Like, he's, you know, beats a very honorable whack packer Hall of Famer. In the sense of, like, you know, he's letting the young guys take their... He's, he's, he's stepping back I'm sure he's very calculated. He's very calculated. Well. <laughs> you know, he's smarter than you he think. He planned all this out. He's very, he's very much smarter than you think. Uh, yeah, he's taking a step back. But, no, it is like that for a lot of these, like, you know, Beat and even maybe even Gary. Like, they, some of these guys, I mean, they're just getting older. And it's kind of harder, I'm sure, for the show to get a hold of them and, and to find bits for them. and Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm sure Beat falls into that, and that's sad. I mean, you you do notice a little bit. The last time Beat was in studio, I don't want to say he's slipping a little bit, but like he's not. I mean, he's right. definitely he's not, not the feisty. same. He's not as feisty, right. and he's just he's kind of out there, man. Like he doesn't really. He's not getting it. He he would get it a lot more before not to say that that was a lot but right you know what yeah, I mean? he used he's, to dress up like don king yeah he's not with it as much uh you know as he was like he just i don't he's know you can pretty much say anything to joke. him yeah you can say anything to him and he just goes along with it which is also entertaining but <laughs> <laughs> it's right. not never really calls in like right i mean shit i think the last time it, it's been a good year and a half and and i think there's some that there's something going on with like uh, he lives down in the south with his mom and yeah he has like handlers though this yeah I don't think they're exactly kosher with him being like a huge part of the show I think there's something going on there but it's sad you know we may not have many beat years left sure but but maybe that is again maybe that speaks towards why he's so great is that we don't want that overexposure it's like yeah. when George Sakai comes on. It's like if he comes on once a year, it's so great that right. you just go well, nuts the next time he's on. I'll be the one to say though, like I could use George in the studio every day. I don't care. Right. I love. Oh, I mean, George. same with Beat. If he yeah. was in the studio every day, it'd be funny. But mm. you get him once a year. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want <laughs> too much Beat. Every day, you don't want too much Beat. Uh, okay, here's a question: Is Sour Shoes a whackbacker? Absolutely. 100%. I agree. He's out of his fucking mind. He's out of his mind. <laughs> he's out of his mind. It's like... But he's an idiot savant, as, a, as Howard likes to say. He's so good. He's talented. He's, he's the most talented wife which, which... It's so, you know, bizarre to me that so many industry people listen to the show and you know I, I listen to a lot of them go on the wrap up show and talk to Gary and John about this too about mm-hmm. Sour Shoes and they're like why couldn't you guys do something with him why couldn't and then you know and they try to explain it to and these are like writers and producers that are asking them these questions and so like people are aware of Sour Shoes' talent right and he's still living it with his parents in the basement making prank phone calls to whoever yeah. you know what I mean it's well you even it's crazy. You, you hear the stories about when he comes into the studio and it's just like an absolute circus coming in yeah going to the piano he's got toys a set up pool with sitting, himself. Yeah, sitting Indian style playing with toys in the break room so I mean I don't know if that flies on the set of SNL you know it's yeah. like <laughs> with Howard you get a little bit of leeway being a total nut job right but and Howard's talked about that. He goes, you know, you know how many requests we've had of people saying add him to the staff and just have him part of the regular shows. Trust me, we tried, yeah. but we can't bottle that. You know, it's like trying to catch lightning in a bottle. You right. can't. Like you just can't even let try it to be. And they would try to call into him regularly, and they couldn't even get a hold of him. 
<laughs> right. Like he disappeared. He he's come months at a time for disappearing, and then they thought maybe he like he tried to call, call Hillary Clinton one time. And yeah, like the, the Fed showed up at his door. They said <laughs> that sure scared him off. They showed up for a couple months. Right. So he's talented, but it, they just can't. They can't turn him into a full time staffer. No. Let's talk about uh, King of All Blacks. You think he's a whack packer? So King, I put King's crazy. King's nuts. Right? Like he has the craziest point of views that I like. I mean, he's just insane. I don't you think, think he's, he's a whack crazy. Packer. No, like I just think he's just. I, I don't know. I think that he does a lot of that for show, but. Oh, but even if he doesn't, I don't think that's enough to put him in the Whackpacker category because, it, okay, we're talking about self-awareness as being a, you know, the indicator of uh, uh, which side of the line you're on. King at least has a self-awareness to know who he is and what he is. Right. And I think that kind of disqualifi- disqualifies him for the Whackpack. Much as, like I would say, for Marianne. Marianne's a super fan and she's great, but she's also very aware, you know, she's normal outside you know they live normal lives they're able to hold jobs and you know i don't know so uh, i say no for king yeah i think he adds a good element to the show but i don't know now no he's too self-aware because he knows how to get ronnie riled up he knows how to push buttons right does any of the other guys we talked about like know how to like they're not they have no None of the other people we no talked agenda. about have no agenda. Right. You know what I mean? Well, like they not, have an agenda as far but it's as like not like Eric. Eric uh, they yeah, have an agenda, but they, they're not like they're not smart enough to like try to get over on somebody. You know what I mean? Or try to like pull one on somebody. Add their yeah, exactly, and, and start something. Like it, it's up to Howard to really fuel that. So I don't put King in that category. Um, people I do put in the category though are like somebody like medicated Pete. Uh, Angry Alice, Asian Pete, Asian Pete, Speech and Pete Pete. Man, Pete Speech and Pebbin Man. Man, it's always great. I used to watch Gotham <laughs> every time with the Gotham. I think does he do stand up in L.A.? Oh, I don't know. I know he did some in New York, or is he New York I or it LA? Was in New York? I think he calls from California. Oh, interesting. This podcast is brought to you from Los Angeles, California. Yeah. So if we do hear uh, Speech Impediment, man, I know Shuli's coming out here to L.A. We're going to go watch him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, he's going to be in San Diego, Long Beach, and then L.A. So we'll see him in L.A. We'll see you there, bud. Yeah. Let's talk about who else we got here. Marianne from Brooklyn, my least favorite whack packer. Dude, I I don't consider her a whack packer. Well, she's my least favorite part of the show. Marianne? I hate her. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I feel like she's a nice person, but every time he says, Marianne from Brooklyn, you're on the phone, I want to kill myself. I think the bit is old. You know what I mean? Like, it's I think the that she's... bit for the past fucking 20 years. Yeah, it's... I think that she... With Fred with his crow sounds and crow, then... First of all, I hate the crow off sound. After, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I hate everything about it. I hate yeah. her voice. I they hate make the crow the, sounds. I don't hate her, it's but I loud. hate the bit that they created around... I her. hate loud noises in general, so when I hear her come on, I just instantly start cringing yeah. before I even hear her voice. No, I get it. It doesn't last more than ten seconds, so they, they cut her off so quick. I actually like to hear what, like something. I do she like the saying. Oscars playoff music with the Fred. <laughs> that cracks me up each time. Right, and sometimes I'll just start playing as soon as she starts talking. Just start wrapping her up right off the beginning. Um, 
So I know they did this a couple years ago, and it didn't end well in studio. Maybe we can try our own personal one. Uh, Whack Pack Deathpool. Do you think that one in particular of these people are going to die first before the other one? If so, and why? Well, I'd say if this was Las Vegas, the heavy on odds would be Eric. Yes. High pitch Eric. For sure. He's... I'm marking Eric down. He's a heavy favorite. He's the Patriots of the Whack Pack Bowl. Yep. The He's a Tom Kraft. Brady. <laughs> He's a Robert Kraft getting tongue jobs <laughs> from uh, Orchids of Asia. Uh, Eric's the, the number one pick. Uh, I mean, just based on age alone, I Gary's up there. You know Gary's what? I'm going to go with old. Jeff the Drunk. That's my number one selection. Jeff's too, like, you're going with Jeff, huh? <laughs> well, taking taking high pitch Eric off the board, if we're taking heavy favorites off. Although, I guess Jeff the Drunk will be a heavy favorite. Jeff's not far behind Eric. I just don't see Jeff going. What about Bigfoot it is? I don't see Jeff going before Bigfoot. Bigfoot's going to live till he's 100. I don't know, man. Bigfoot's, Bigfoot's too big. He, he does this heroin. He admitted to doing heroin. Like, literally, the last time he was like, oh, heroin. Looks like happy smoking, dude. Yeah, happy smoke, dude. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot's no chance, man. It's Jim from Raleigh, a whack packer. Oh, do you remember then Jim from Wally got Jim from Wally got pissed when oh, Howard didn't remember he's him? He's like, I don't know you. Yeah. I've never heard your voice before. And Jim got pissed. Howard, I was like, I've been calling him for fifteen years. Yeah, I get why Jim was mad, but like, Jim, chill out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just but Howard, I feel like maybe Howard took it as a bit where like Howard legit acted like I've never heard this person in my life before. Do you think he was serious? That's what I'm saying. Like that's but Howard always is that part of a shtick about how bad his memory is because I think Howard's like he's got a super high IQ he's got a very he's an intelligent guy yeah but he meets people every day I, mean, I think I he's so. fucking around I think that's part of his bit about how bad his memory is I, th- I th- but then again he talked for if four it, hours that, a day if that was a bit but that dude has legit been calling in for 15 years if that was a bit Howard's a good fucking actor because I believe the shit out of that like I he was very Convincing I think he that was he did not know it as him. In, I don't know you like personally. No, he. You he can't was like, tell me that he has never. Like I don't know. I guess that like goes we all into know Howard's Jim genius. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like and Howard always talks about. I don't know. Like I just talking to a mic. I, it all it's all blur. But come on, man. He's picked up the phone. He's taken hundreds of calls from that dude. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was it all like, blend together and just Jim from Raleigh every time just is the same as Tyler from LA. Interesting. I don't know, man. Like I, it's hard for me to believe that he wouldn't know who that is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes yeah. I think he puts it over the top as a bit as in like, I don't know you. I think he meant like, but I don't know you as in like, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck you are personally, but he acted as if like, for all I know, you're the first time caller. I've never seen the name Jim from Raleigh on the line. I'm like, come on, dude! It's been hundreds of calls right. throughout the years. Who decides? Like, okay, so you, I could call in one day and may have a great call with Howard, 
Now, does someone make that decision and say, hey, this guy was a good caller. If he calls in again, let's save this number and let's put him through again? I mean, somebody does for sure. Right? Like, I who's the gatekeeper there? That. I mean, that's a lot of Gary. It's a lot of, I'm sure, other people that we don't even know who their names are. Right. But definitely when you call in, I'm sure you state your topic and then they'll... But some people, you could be like, they'll be, well, some people will be like, I'm never, oh my God, I've never called in before. This is my first time and I got through. First time, long time. But then some people will be like, oh, Howard, I've been calling in every day for two months and you finally picked up. Right. So I think a lot of it's to the topic. I think a lot of like, is like Gary being the gatekeeper, or maybe someone that Gary hires to be that. And then it gets to Gary, maybe like an initial screen. Because you got to imagine their phone lines are jammed the whole show. So it's a matter. And then they got the Marianne. And right. those guys I know have like a private line that they call. So you got all the whack, like five whackpackers on call at any time. But Howard does a good job of just mixing in calls like throughout the show. Like right. he just makes that part of the entire show. And it has a good element because you never know. Some calls end up gold and they talk to him for an hour. Yeah, and so and I also love when Howard's like, "Ah, oh, shut the fuck up." Next call, I love when he like, says, "Shut the fuck up," and then I love when he's just idiot. like, "You know what? I'm glad you said." Get that. off my phone! Right? Get off my phone! I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Howard gets that high yell. Right. I prank. <laughs> you don't prank me. I prank. Um. All right. So just to recap, you're saying Jeff is your number one pick. Oh, to die next? Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're taking high pitch off the board. Take high. I'd still take. I'd no, no, no. All right. High pitch is on the board. Why is high pitch off the board? Right, I'm just taking like, Jeff the drunk. Yeah. High pitch is. high pitch? No. I'm taking Gary. Gary's getting old, yeah. and we haven't heard from him in a while, and I just feel like his health is not as good. And He's a sweetheart of a man. I love Gary, and it's always the good ones. You know, it it's the, the good, good ones. Young. The good die young. <laughs> and, you know, Bigfoot's out there doing heroin in Vermont, it is, and he's going to live longer than Gary. That's fine. But, uh, ah, Bigfoot's a good one. Bigfoot's my two. High pitch is my three. Pick. So I'm going big or Gary one, Bigfoot like two, franchise high pitch three, are, Jeff you gotta, four. You really got to hit with your top picks. Yeah, and then Wendy five. Oh, beat. Nah, beat, beat, beat. Yeah, beat. Yeah, some beat. of these guys like they don't. I feel like if you live like um, you know Eric, Eric the major, Eric the actor. If you have a natural, unfortunate, uh, you know deformity. Uh, that's gonna put you back. Yeah. So some of these high pitch yeah. doesn't. He's just fat. Uh, yeah. These guys are just abnormal people. Bigfoot it is. High pitch is a big a big man. Beetle is not exactly the most natural, healthy person in the world. So we got some stiff competition. We're gonna come down to the wire here. Watch, we are we gonna close like 2019? Like so here's a here's what's the over under on. Are we going to close? It's right now the end of... It's the beginning of March in right. 2019. Yeah. So what's the over-under on the amount of whackpackers that will be lost in 2019? Okay. Over-under one and a half. Oh, I got to go over. 
I, even two months in, I'll go over. So who who do you think that'd be? Oh fuck! Now that also <laughs> goes into like who we just deem whack. So okay, now it's getting real. Yeah, that's a good one. One and a half is a good set. You work for Vegas? What's going on over there? I've seen my share of Vegas lines to know how to set one. Okay, so that's one, two. <laughs> really good calculator, ladies. And so I only have fifteen whackpackers. Paper out. <laughs> I got fifteen whackpackers listed, and I'm probably missing about four. No, we're missing plenty. There's tons that we haven't talked about. Sure. It's like Gay Ramon or something. <laughs> um, okay, let's think about this for a second. There's tan Mom. How many people... Yeah, we didn't talk about Tan Mom. How, how many people died... We do a whole episode on yeah, Tan Mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do that whole Ken Burns Vietnam documentary on Tan Mom. <laughs> but I think I'm going to take the over. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I, I will say that two or more Whackpackers will die in 2019. What do you say? You know, I'm feeling optimistic about this bunch. I'm going to go with under. I feel like, I feel like we got a healthy bunch here. As I, healthy as we're going to get for the Whackpack. I immediately regret my decision because if I'm wrong, I, I just feel bad. You're a terrible no. person. I'm a terrible person. Either way. Well, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, if I'm not... There's no bet on this anyway, so I still lose. I don't know. Either way, either uh, way, we all win by yeah. enjoying more of the Wag Pack. Yes, everybody in wins. Years to come, as long as Howard is continuing to bless us with his presence. Many more years of this Wag Pack, please. Right. Uh, having said that, let's wrap up this podcast for our favorite Wag Packers. Again, I am Tyler Cortat, Daniel Coyne, and we're signing off. And we'll see you next time. This is Beto, he's as bad as can you know, he's the best. This is Beto, he's as bad as can you know, he's the best. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.